We are. We are. We are cultivate. 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 We are cultivate. to Weird Distractions Podcast, a weekly podcast where we rotate between true crime, conspiracy theories, folklore, paranormal locations and stories, a little bit of this and a little bit of that to provide you and more than likely what your old manager would consider a weird distraction from everyday life. I'm one of your hosts, Alex, and as always, I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Misty. And this week we are talking folklore, and I am super excited about this episode. But as always, before we dive into the episode, I have to talk about what we need a distraction from, and I do have a little bit of housekeeping. So why don't we talk about what we need a distraction from first, then housekeeping, and then we'll just get into it. How does that sound? That sounds fabulous. So I'll just dump right into my stuff, basically. Yeah, just, just, well, you go first every (laughs) every week with your for distractions. So I I feel like it's more appropriate if you just kick us off. Yeah, so I'm not going to get into detail, but I just told Alex how I need to have a very ominous discussion after this call. So I need to distract myself from that because I don't know what's going to consist of this discussion with somebody. Yeah, I don't envy your situation. I hate when people text me and they're like, hey, I need to call you on this day at this time, but I'm not going to tell you what in advance that we're going to discuss. My anxiety peaks, like I'm already anxious for you and I'm not even involved in the conversation later this afternoon or this evening. So why do people do this? This, I hate it. Do you just trust me? I hate it. It's it's 2022. Just be upfront and honest. Tell us what you want to talk about. And my need for a distraction, speaking of things to talk about, is this year sucks already. Like, it's April and I'm kind of done. Like, can we just skip to Halloween, enjoy the spooky season, and then kind of try again in 2023? <laughs> like, I don't know what in the fuck is in the water or in the galaxy that is making this year shitty. But I'm not here for it. I'm not going to get into detail because I do have a counselor that I can get into detail with. And I don't I don't want to bore people that are listening. They're just here for the spooky, oogie, weird stuff. But yeah, that's my need for a distraction. 2022 dumpster fire for me personally at this rate. Yes, you have been updating me and it's a gong show. And yes, you do pay someone else for that stuff. So you're like, you don't need to hear it twice. So here no, we go. No, Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. And speaking of things that you pay for, I have an update or a little bit of housekeeping, I guess I should say, for our patrons. So first and foremost, thank you so much for subscribing to our Patreon. You know who you are. Christy will shout you out at the very end of today's episode. But just want to give a little bit of mm, an update for those maybe that aren't on Patreon. We have a new weird spam episode out on our $5 USD tier, which is called the Here for the Weird tier over on Patreon. And this month I was joined by the lovely The Rain from Once Upon a Nightmare podcast. So weird spam, once again, if you're new here, basically we just read all of the weird junk mail we get. We make fun of it. We live, laugh, love. We have a great time. And if that sounds right up your alley, you can go over to Patreon, subscribe at $5 a month USD and get access to that and a bunch of other neat shit. Yeah, it's a riot. You should definitely sign up. You're missing out on all the goods. Yeah. So once again, check it out over on Patreon. But now I think it's time to get into this week's distraction. What do you say? Yes, please. Give me some folklore. Yeah. So as mentioned, we are in fact talking folklore. Listeners will be looking at the title and they'll be like, okay, I already know what's about. But Christy has no idea. Once again, not a clue, not a single idea what we're going to get into today, which I just love that aspect of the show. Oh, but do I? Do I not? Mm. Mm, so <laughs> we're going to be talking about a very popular cryptid creature. And that popular cryptid creature is the Mothman of Point Pleasant. The Mothman again? No, well, we talked about Owlman. I feel like we discussed the Mothman at one point, I thought. No, well, or like briefly, something like, like a touch on them or something. I don't know. I mean, I did send you, I think, a couple of Mothman pictures I saw in Redbubble that were pretty promiscuous, to say the least. It was what it is. I mean, those memes you sent me, I just remember them in my little brain. Yeah, fair enough. But we're actually going to dive in to the Mothman, who they are, what they are, what's going on in West Virginia. It's going to be a riot. I'm so excited because this is a pretty epic 
cryptid. I'm going to break down Mothman by discussing its description, then discuss the reported sightings and potential origins. Listener discretion is always advised as there might be some coarse language and discussions and themes that may not be suitable for children. But with that out of the way, I think it's time to get into it. Yes, I'm already excited. Some listening who have never heard about the Mothman prior to today's episode may be wondering, what in the actual hell are we talking about? Like, what what is Mothman? What What is this nonsense that Alex is trying to pour into my eardrums this week. Yeah, it's like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, so simply the Mothman is a categorized cryptozoological, that's a big word, creature that was made very popular in the 1960s when sighting reports came out of Point Pleasant, West Virginia. This half-creature, half-human being reportedly has been known to be covered in either feathers or fur of sorts, which are either gray, black, or brown. The creature allegedly has a wingspan of 7 to 10 feet which accounts vary, along with red glowing eyes. The Mothman's eyes seem to be one of its most common kind of features that continuously gets brought up, as everyone seems to agree that the eyes have this like very intense red glow. Basically something, you know, most people wouldn't forget. Intense red glowing eyes. It's like the eyes of the devil. I mean, are the devil's eyes red? I always thought they'd be black. I don't know why. I think it's just a, a, a piercing color, just like stares into your soul to like suck out uh, being. Yeah, that too. Fair enough. So <laughs> Mothman reportedly is known to be bipedal and be known to fly as fast as 100 miles per hour, aka about 160 kilometers an hour. As fast as fuck, boy. Yes. So there's a little bit of a weird twist to the whole Mothman claims. Originally, people didn't actually claim that what they saw, which we now refer to as Mothman, was a moth, but rather a bird-like creature of sorts. In a Gettysburg Times article from 1966 titled Monster Bird with Red Eyes Maybe Crane, along with other articles from around the mid-1960s, there were documented assumptions that this creature was just a very large bird, such as a sandhill crane or an owl, because it's always owls. I think this is episode 106. I think we can all come up to the conclusion conclusion that everything is always blamed on owls. It's always owls. There's a lot of owls, yes. This creature would be referred to as, well, the quote-unquote creature, or as the Mason County Monster, or simply the bird. It appears as though the media seemed to mold these bird-like sightings and sprinkle the title Mothman into it, which eventually stuck. I'm not 100% certain as to why Mothman got itself into the mix, like why that name got kind of thrown in. But I do have one idea that I came across during my research. Some believe that the name Mothman came from the Batman comic books. One villain named Killer Moth has been loosely tied to being the inspiration for what we now know as Mothman. I'm still not really like 100% sure as to whether or not this is the actual reason. But regardless, at one point, the media kind of threw in, oh, maybe it's a moth, like a large moth and therefore mothman and it just kind of really stuck and then since then reports of mothman being half moth half human have kind of been a more common theme what are your thoughts on that yeah i think it's definitely fair to say like trying to make the appearance fit the name of sorts but there's kind of like different things going on like sure he's got a big wingspan potentially in red eyes but like that's, that's lots of bugs it doesn't have to be a moth well yeah why why is it gotta be a moth though yeah, it could be an owl. I don't know. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's always owls. Calling the Mothman as such is a bit ironic, as pointed out in the TV show The Mothman Sightings on Discovery Plus, as none of the eyewitness testimonies originally noted a moth-like description. The OG sightings back in the 1960s, they're, I don't, as far as my understanding, none of them were like, oh yeah, it was a big moth. You know, Mothman. It basically... From those sightings, the media put in Mothman and then more moth, quote unquote, Mothman like sightings happened, so to speak. Right. So it's a little bit ironic, given the fact that I think primarily in the beginning, everyone assumed it was this large bird creature. And then because of the sprinkle of Mothman, it basically became the Mothman. Wow. How genius of them to come up with that. I know, right? So those accounted sightings of Mothman have allegedly stated that looking at the Mothman in its face is basically asking for bad news to happen. Supposedly, if someone is to look at 
the Mothman for an extended period of time. They may suffer from psychological distress and extreme fear, according to the Cryptid Wiki website. It's also presumed that the Mothman is a bad omen, which we will get into during discussions on the sightings. The Mothman's home, or presumed hangout spot, is, as mentioned briefly earlier, nearby Point Pleasant in West Virginia. The main sightings seem to come from the McClintic Wildlife Management Area, which is approximately eight miles north of Point Pleasant. McClintic is approximately 3,655 acres of former World War II industrial land. And according to its own Wikipedia page, the land is occupied by farmland, woodlands, and approximately 31 ponds. So not only is this property big, but it's like really vast in terms of what's going on within the land. Sounds like some property I would like to own one day in my dreams. In my far far dreams that are never that will never be attained in this economy and not with that budget no (laughs) no not with that budget no especially with that acreage i don't think so but alas apparently this is where mothman has been sighted or is known to hang out around during world war ii this area was used to manufacture explosives such as tnt which gave the area its nickname the tnt area after the military was done with the area they basically abandoned all the structures on site including these igloo type buildings which once stored the TNT they were experimenting on. As far as my understanding, the igloos still stand to this day. However, many have fallen victim to the time and elements along with graffiti because someone's got to tag something. Someone's got to spray paint something on all these historical buildings. And I know sometimes the graffiti can be very nice and they can do a beautiful job, but other times it's mostly just... ruin it. Yeah, with dicks. Straight up. Dicks drawing dicks. On historical landmarks. I'm not here for it. I'm sorry. No, penises. Exactly. So the first documented sighting of the supposed Mothman took place on November 12th, 1966. The story goes that apparently somewhere between two to five grave diggers in Clen Den Inn, West Virginia... Uh, which is approximately like over an hour and a half away from Point Pleasant, reportedly saw a black figure fly over their heads while digging a grave in a cemetery. These supposed grave diggers apparently didn't know what they saw, but the sighting of something weird didn't end with them. On the evening of November 15th, so a couple nights after this, uh, in 1966, married couples Roger and Linda Scarberry and Steve and Mary Mallette were reportedly driving down near the TNT area. So a little double date action. He left to see it. Haven't been on a double date in so long. I think it'd be fun. Mind you. I was going to say, don't recommend. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I Well, I think sometimes double dates can be fun. It just depends if it's on like, If it's a, like a, a two couples together, that would be fun. Say a friend and like a blind date. That doesn't sound very fun. I've never had that experience. So I, 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 I don't know. Have you? Yes. Oh, okay. We'll take that offline. <laughs> <laughs> But yes, so we got a little double date action. I'm assuming the couples are friends. They know each other. It's not a, you know, unfortunate situation that Christy can relate to, hopefully. But, you know, they're they're driving down near the TNT area. It's probably a chillyish night in November. And while the couples are, you know, in the vehicle driving, they allegedly pass an older building referred to as the power plant. At this time, like, so as they're passing the power plant, they probably witness a large creature with wings and red glowing eyes nearby the entrance of the building. The couples presumably freaked the fuck out and sped away from the creature, which allegedly began chasing them, flying above their vehicle as if they were some kind of prey. One thing I noticed in my research of this setting that I kind of found interesting was that the couples would later count that the creature apparently seemed to avoid lights. So I don't know if at one point they were driving on a road with like head like a like street lights or something or if like oncoming traffic came with their lights on and the creature avoided it but i find that ironic because moths are drawn to light and you have this creature that is now really you know referred to as mothman avoiding light like that just seems kind of weird to me does it seem weird to you that seems very weird also just that description you just told me right now i don't know why it popped in my head but i'm picturing jeepers creepers <gasps> and that creature yes. And yes. I was like, he, yeah, like, doesn't like the light, I think. And he just, yeah, like, stalking people in their cars, flying around. I was like, mm, that just pictures the Jeepers Creepers. I've seen them in the bus or something like that. What was the Jeepers Creepers creature? Was it, like, a demon or something? I haven't seen that movie. I have no school. fucking idea. <laughs> okay. Hey, maybe, maybe, maybe. It's a Mothman. <laughs> maybe. I'm not saying it is. I'm not saying it isn't. I'm just saying maybe, baby. 
maybe. So the couples were chased apparently all the way back to Point Pleasant, where they quickly went to authorities to report what they had witnessed. According to a Gazette article from November 30th, 1966, in a direct quote, they told a deputy sheriff that it looked like a flying man with 10-foot wings. They said it was about 7 feet tall with large red eyes, end quote. Officials felt that they trusted the couples and what they had reported, as they were well known in the area to not be kind of the type to make up pranks or make up shit or, you know, they, they seemed like stand-up citizens that could be trusted. Not only that, but apparently the couples were really freaked out. Like, they were really shaken. It's interesting because... I mean, I don't really know West Virginia that well. I'm assuming Point Pleasant back then was probably a small town. So I think it was one of those situations where probably the deputy sheriff knew the couples and, you know, probably thought, okay, they're not going to try and bullshit me or waste my time. But what they're saying is is pretty odd. Yeah, I'm sure what they said seems like out there and they don't know what to think of it. But you can see the other terror on their face and they're completely shocked or terrified or whatever. It's like, okay, well, maybe we should take this somewhat seriously of sorts. Yeah, exactly. So police had also separated the couples and asked them to write down what happened in which all the couples had similar accounts, basically to a T. And these original handwritten accounts can be reportedly viewed at the Mothman Museum in Point Pleasant, which we will talk about a little later in the show. So I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the possibility that what the couple saw was in fact a bird and perhaps, you know, not a cryptid. Further referencing that previously mentioned Gazette article from November 30th, 1966. On November 18th of 1966, two volunteer firefighters poorly witnessed a similarly described creature. However, what they saw was noted as being a large white bird with red eyes, which is where the connection to the Sandhill Crane comes in. However, this didn't stop any looky-loos, wannabe, and legit cryptozoologists, paranormal enthusiasts, and more to try and get their sights on this mysterious creature. And not only that, but it didn't stop the accounts of seeing this creature later determined as our Mothman in the area. This brings us to another sighting, which also occurred in November of 1966. So then 13-year-old Faye Laporte was out with her three brothers, driving around, presumably looking for something to do. Eventually, the group went out near the TNT area, Area on the search of the previously reported Mothman. So, you know, it's a couple siblings probably out with, you know, their parents' car, killing time, looking for something to do. And I'm assuming probably one of them was like, hey, we should go near the TNT area and see if we can see, you know, Mothman or something to that nature. And just out and about potentially getting the bad shit. Yeah, basically. I mean, they're teenagers. What what's a, what's a teen in the 1960s in West Virginia gonna do? They're gonna look for Mothman, of course. So in the show Mothman Sightings, Faye recounts how she and her brothers turned nearby the TNT area when she noticed that her one brother, who was driving, was now just staring at her. Faye reportedly asked her brother what he was looking at, in which he advised her not to look out her window as there was something beside her window looking at her. Faye, doing what I probably would have done, turned her head and looked out her window in which she allegedly witnessed what she claims to be the Mothman flying or running beside the car as they continue to drive on. I'm now going to use a direct quote from Faye, which once again, I got from the Mothman sightings episode on Discovery Plus. Quote, the eyes on this thing was what really caught your attention because they were so big and they were just red, like unusual red. I've still not seen that kind of red in today's world. End quote. So terrifying. What are your thoughts, Christy? I like how she's like, I have not seen red eyes like that in today's world. Like, do you ever expect to see that ever? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I also wonder too, I mean, it's kind of a traumatic incident in my mind. You were scared shitless. You're a teenager. I mean, they survived, luckily. Um, you know, they weren't attacked or anything, but, mm -hmm. you know, it's just interesting. Like, it's the, the description of it is interesting. I've never seen that kind of red in today's world. How I, I don't know. Like, to me, it's like, well, what kind of red did you see? I'm so confused. Yeah, don't expect to see it ever. Can we try and find that kind of red? Something similar? I don't know. It's very intense, to say the least. Yeah, I was going to say, is it like red like blood or what? Yeah, red like blood, red like cherries, red like, I don't know, a slushy. When you get like a cream soda flavor. No, that's pink. I don't know. What what kind of red is it, damn it? I don't know. I need to be know. Like cherry, cherry soda or cherry something. Yeah, cherry something. Who knows? But 
Regardless, the Laporte gang reportedly made it out of this situation unscathed and decided they wanted to see if they could encounter the Mothman a second time. So Faye and her older brother decided to go back to the TNT area the next day, which instead of being greeted by a cryptic creature, they became face-to-face with something even more terrifying. The United States military. So according to Faye, the military had the area barricaded off and yelled at Faye and her brother to get out of the area. They're like, you know, get out. If you don't leave, we're going to impound your car. We're going to we're going to arrest you, detain you, whatever. Like they start threatening them to like basically get out. It's interesting that this happens right after their sighting of Mothman. Right? Like, isn't that kind of sus in your mind? Yep. Yeah, they see it and then they report it and then the army's there now. Yeah. Like, what, what, what are you so concerned about? Exactly. You didn't think it was really real or whatever they thought to begin with. Yeah. What are you doing there anyways? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I mean, this was a former military area, so it's not extremely appalling to me that they would return to a former base here and there whenever they kind of feel like it. However, what adds a little speck of weirdness to this mix is that this happens, as mentioned, right after a Mothman sighting. They had an area barricaded off. Like, what are you barricading? What are you hiding? What's going on? Are you having a pizza party? Are you? Do you have enough pizza for the whole community? What's, what's the tea? Yeah, you're blocking off some, like, aliens? I don't know. Yeah, well, exactly, right? Like, what's going on? So I'm sure listeners and you, Christy, are probably wondering, what is the purpose of Mothman? Like, what, what's its purpose? I mean, I ask myself what my purpose in life is on a regular basis, but what is the purpose of Mothman? You know, if it has one at all, really. And on top of that, where did it come from? So other than being described as a cryptozoological creature, there may be more to Mothman than what eyewitness sightings have led us to believe. But before we dive into some theories, let's hear from today's sponsor, Anna Luisa. Christy and I are happy to announce today's sponsor is none other than the high-quality jewelry brand, Anna Luisa. That's right. And what better time to chat about some beautiful, affordable, and unique pieces from Anna Luisa than right before Mother's Day. Oh, right. Mother's Day is coming up on Sunday, May 8th. What a better way to spoil that motherly figure in your life than with jewelry from Ana Luisa. Or even treat yourself. Ana Luisa mm-hmm. is currently doing a buy one, get one 40% off sale, so why not treat yourself? Well, that's tempting, especially with jewelry starting as low as $39 and new collections being released every Friday. Mm, very tempting. Very Alex tempting. and I had the chance to try some pieces from Ana Luisa and let's say we're in love. I am obsessed. I have the willow necklace and I don't think I'm going to ever take it off. I've already got my mom trying to snag my Ana Luisa pieces and I'm already exploring the pieces Ana Luisa has for Mother's Day this year. They've got rings, necklaces, earrings, and more. If you're struggling to find one piece, definitely check out their gift sets. And with buy one, get one 40% off, you're going to be able to find so many options. And you can't go wrong. And if you need a gift for mom, someone who's like a mom, or maybe just yourself, as we already said, check out Anna Luisa, spelled A-N-A-L-U-I-S-A. That's A-N-A-L-U-I-S-A. Make sure you check out shop.analuisa.com slash weird distractions, or check out the link in today's episode notes so you can buy one gift and get another for 40% off. Anna Luisa, get yourself something beautiful. And we are back, and it's not going to stop getting weird, so hold on to your kneecaps, because here we go. I know this is a folklore cryptid episode, but there are some theories, including some conspiracy theories, as to what the Mothman could be, what it is, where it came from, etc., etc. So we'll go over a few that I found out there, in which I'm sure there's probably even more that I didn't include in today's episode. What do you say, Chris? Are you ready to hear about some potential theories as to what Mothman's purpose is? Yes, please elaborate to me what you think it might be so I can debunk them all as usual. Exactly. So you can shit on my parade with every theory that I found online. So the first theory is that Mothman is a military experiment gone awry. According to the Mothman Sightings TV show by Discovery Plus, which if anyone from Discovery Plus is listening, hit us up. I'm not looking for a free subscription, but I love your services. And I we I think I can say for the both of us, we'd be elated 
to promote your stuff. So, you know, you could you could always just hit us up. It's fine. Yeah, give it some exposure to all the spooky shows. Yes, that would be Fab Fit Fun, which we're not sponsored by them, so regardless. <laughs> but according to the show, the U.S. military was working with the Bell Aircraft Corps in the 1960s to create some form of flying technology so that soldiers could fly from one location to another. Think of this creation sort of like an attempt to make a jetpack. However, this was referred to as a rocket belt. So it's kind of on some spy kids shit, if you ask me. But regardless, some believe that what folks were reportedly seeing in the 1960s was actually military officials using this jetpack device. That doesn't really explain the physical description of Mothman per se, right? So I think if it was just a military, I don't know, soldier, sergeant, what have you, wearing a jetpack that's what people would report that they saw was a human being wearing, you know, something on their back and flying around, not this bird-like creature that has red glowing eyes, unless that's what the creation came up, like, that's what it was, but to me, it doesn't really make sense. No, it's kind of interesting because it talks about this rocket whatever's going on. There's nothing seems related to Mothman at all, how the two sayings of sorts kind of intertwine of sorts. Right, exactly. So not only that, but when I think of the rocket belt or a jetpack, like I think if it was successful, we'd be seeing it way more in today's modern warfare, which we're, as far as my understanding, I mean, mind you, never been to a war zone. Thankfully, that is something I'm very grateful for. But I don't think that's going, I, I, I don't think that's being used at all. Keeping things close to the whole military portion of the whole Mothman storyline, some believe that Mothman was created out of military experiments. From what is publicly known and mutually agreed upon, military personnel were using the McClintic Wildlife Management Area to test explosives during World War II. This is what we know. Because the McClintic Wildlife Management Area is home to many wildlife creatures, some suspect that either the military was actively using animals for test purposes or because of the materials being used at the site, a leak may have occurred and some mutations might have happened. Regardless, both had the same result, the birth of Mothman. And a direct quote to elaborate more from an All That's Interesting article, which I love All That's Interesting. Like, I, I love them so much. If, if anyone that's working, once again, putting, out, putting something out into the universe, anyone listening that works at All That's Interesting, hit us up. I don't know what for other than for me, Alex, to gush and tell you how much I love all the stuff you do, but... Do you love it because it's just so interesting? It's it's just so interesting. So in a direct quote from said All That's Interesting article, some people hypothesize that a sandhill crane was deformed, especially if it resided in the TNT area, a name that locals gave to a series of nearby bunkers that were once used for manufacturing mutinations during World War II. It has been suggested that these bunkers have leaked toxic materials into the neighboring wildlife preserve, possibly affecting nearby animals, end quote. It's not really far-fetched to get the whole conspiracy hats on, you know, get down in our bunkers and maybe think that perhaps there were testing on animals back in the day, especially in World War II, you know, especially considering that a lot of different agencies in the world test on animals, right? Like, we've got makeup, we have hair care products. For the longest time, we're testing on animals. So to say that a military group was testing on animals doesn't really surprise me. No, it's not so far-fetched. And the whole, like, something leaking out or whatever they were doing and whatnot, that is stuff that has happened potentially yep. in the past. It's not unknown. Yep. So who knows? Yeah, so this has never been confirmed or denied officially, especially by the U.S military because not to be a a rude person here but why would they admit to anything right especially i mean if there is no evidence that any leaks happened or any tests happened why would they say oh yeah we, we caused mothman right but we also haven't seen anything from them saying yes or no so because of that we can't really sit here and say yes or no however i kind of think that i wouldn't be surprised if something did happen what are your thoughts? I wouldn't be surprised. And they obviously can't tell you because that stuff is classified. Right. I totally forgot. And I'm not in the email list. I have to email Janice and get back on that email list again. <laughs> and it's all on the warfare, like tips and tricks. Yeah. Yeah. Get my declassified information like a weekly newspaper. <laughs> I wish. That would be so cool. Just know all the secrets of everything. 
Yeah, just, I don't know. I just like knowing I think it's scary to find out things that you just, like, are so not oblivious or, like, naive to, but just think things that happened and you're just like, wow, that was really that? I didn't even know. Welcome to being an adult. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> Basically. So, all right, that's that's another theory. The next one is a little bit more tragic because the next theory is that the Mothman is an omen of tragedy. See what I did there? I said it was tragic. It's tragedy. Yes. So according to the Mothman Settings TV show, once again via Discovery Plus, there is an even spookier purpose behind the Mothman. Some believe that the Mothman is actually an omen of sorts, which according to the Merriam-Webster website, an omen is an occurrence or phenomenon believed to pretend a future event. So basically, it's kind of like a sign that something is going to happen. This idea of the Mothman being an omen of tragedy is backed up by something that took place after the initial 1966 Mothman sightings. So on December 15th of 1967, a local Point Pleasant bridge called the Silver Bridge reportedly collapsed under the weight of rush hour traffic, which this all took place around 5 p.m., resulting in the deaths of 46 people. Two of the victims were apparently never found according to the Silver Bridge Wikipedia page. The reported cause of the Silver Bridge collapse was apparently due to a defect in a single link, which led to stress corrosion, cracking and eventually making the bridge collapse. Now, some may be wondering how the Mothman ties into the tragedy surrounding the Silver Bridge collapsing. Supposedly, before that fateful December 15th day, there were multiple sightings of Mothman. So people all over Point Pleasant were seeing Mothman, you know, just chilling, hanging around, flying, doing its thing. So basically, because the Mothman was kind of like this unknown creature flying around, kind of scaring people, then the bridge collapsed. People were kind of freaking out, being like, oh my gosh, the Mothman was, you know, a sign that something bad was going to happen. It was kind of like an omen of death or an omen of tragedy. However, we don't really know if it was necessarily an omen of death or tragedy or whether maybe the Mothman was offering, like, you know, giving them a heads up like, hey, some shit's going to go bad, kind of like giving warning signs or what. But to say that the Mothman had anything to do with the Silver Bridge collapsing is putting a lot of unknowns into an already solved equation. As mentioned, the Silver Bridge, which was built in 1928, seemingly collapsed due to faulty engineering. And unless Mothman was one of those engineers, I don't think there is anything to connect them to it. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I kind of find it's kind of grasping at straws. Like they're trying to just like link reasons to why they might see him or what happens after the fact. But so it's one tragedy, like unless you're going to list a bunch of them. I was like, I don't really fully yeah. get the, the concept of it now. Yeah. And I did read that people see Mothman all over the world right before tragic events happen. Like, I want to say that there were Mothman reported Mothman sightings in Russia at one point and in different states and everything. But to me, it just like you'd see it once and then you wouldn't really see it again in terms of multiple resources claiming it. And from my understanding, Mothman's home is Point, like, you know, Point Pleasant, West Virginia. It didn't really seem, I don't know, it didn't really seem like there were a lot of different sightings in a lot of different areas. Like there was maybe one or two, maybe a handful here and there, but nothing too major. So to say that it's an omen of tragedy, I think it's more so a coincidence that people saw or reportedly saw Mothman before the bridge collapsed. And to be honest... The bridge was built in 1928. Engineering probably wasn't at its finest. I'm just going to put two and two together and assume that the conclusion that they came up with for the bridge collapsing is what actually caused the bridge to collapse. Yeah, like it's fairly old. Who knows what was going on back then that isn't not plausible for it to happen. And yeah, if it was a huge omen thing, I feel like it'd be more international worldwide thing where you would see it more. Not versus, oh, we see that Point Pleasant in like two other places in the world and people die. Like, no. Yeah, facts. Facts, fam. Total facts. The next theory as to Mothman's identity is that Mothman may be a supernatural being. So this theory, once again, I got from the Mothman Sightings TV show. In the show, we're introduced to Point Pleasant locals, Crystal and Jeff Drenning. The Drennings decided that they wanted to investigate the TNT area in the spring of 2009 after being told by a local shopkeeper that people were experiencing a lot of paranormal shit going on in the area. The couple purchased and used a digital recorder during their investigation and 
hopes that they would maybe capture an EVP, aka electronic voice phenomena. Jeff and Crystal asked random questions, however, nothing substantial happened during their investigation. It was only afterwards, when the couple were reviewing the audio in their hotel room, that they encountered something super weird. In a recording, you can hear Jeff state, if there's something you'd like us to hear, say it close to this device so we can hear it. And then, following this, you can hear a deep, guttural voice stating, I'm here. The couple have captured other EVPs and other evidence since 2009 of something confirming that they are speaking to the Mothman. Jeff and Crystal shared that they believe what they heard was from the Mothman, and that the Mothman is a supernatural being rather than a cryptid. This also ties in another theory that the Mothman may be a demon. And this is where things get a little creepy. I don't know, sometimes demon shit kind of spooks me out, but we'll we'll get into it. So specifically, some believe that Mothman may be the demon known as Pazuzu. In a direct quote from the Demonpedia wiki page to elaborate on Pazuzu, quote, in Sumerian, Akkadian, Assyrian, and Babylonian mythology, Pazuzu was the king of the demons of the wind. He has represented the southwestern wind, the bearer of storms, and drought. Seems like it's getting a little too elaborate for me. I mean... It's folklore, right? It's a little mixed bag of everything. And, you know, I think the tie to, you know, the demon Pazuzu and Mothman is that given the fact that Mothman is allegedly able to fly and the fact that, you know, Pazuzu is the king of the demons of the wind. It's a little bit of a stretch, but I think that's maybe where the connections kind of come into play, so to speak. And not only that too, but the whole Mothman identity is so unknown that there has to be multiple theories because we don't have a set idea as to what it is or what it's not, right? Like there's nothing written in stone. Yeah, I guess people can kind of just make up, not even like make up what they want, but say what they thought they saw or heard or whatever. Yeah. But that's what makes the point of folklore. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so (laughs) the whole, you know, spiritual theory is obviously hard to prove, but given the weirdness of the Mothman, it wouldn't be surprising to me, at least, if there is some kind of supernatural twist to it. Whether Mothman is a demon or not, I think that's kind of up for debate. So I've got two more theories, and you're going to hate the next one so very much, Christy. I'm so sorry. Oh, let me guess. It's aliens or something. Stupid. The Mothman is an alien. That is my next theory. So I think... Wow, shocker. (laughs) Yeah, I I think we can agree that when it comes to unknown creatures, it's owls or aliens, and Mothman seems to have believers in both camps. Some believe that Mothman may actually be an alien who visits Earth to examine humans. Or perhaps they came to warn about the Silver Bridge collapsing. However, if that's the case, you'd think that, you know, they make more appearances more frequently given all of the other world tragedies that have kind of taken place. Because we cannot, for fact, determine what Mothman is or where Mothman came from, it appears easier for folks to say that's not from this Earth. To that end, we're also talking about the 1960s in America, aka a time where UFO sightings were as popular as Wordle is in 2022. I just want to say no. And um, I didn't I did play Wordle today, BT does. Oh. I didn't get the fucking word. <laughs> I just want to point out that I have been marked safe from never playing Wordle as of when are we recording this? April 12th, 2022. Still never played Wordle. I refuse. It's kind of addicting. And you know what? No, I don't need it. I don't need it in my life. I don't need it. I already know I struggle with words. Why? Why would I don't I need that stress? <laughs> yeah, I don't need that stress in my life. Thank you. But you know, aliens are a very popular theory for a lot of unknown things. I, I think we can agree on that, right? Oh, very much so. That end in the 1960s, there were a fuck ton of ufo sightings and reported alien sightings so i mean it makes sense as to why people think that mothman is alien related however what similar to the whole spiritual theory it's hard to prove it's really hard to prove you know it's not super surprising that people attest that well you know if it's a creature that's flying it's not it's not from our world it has to be from outer space it's like come on karen could just yeah, be and a as you know, I'm very much against it. So when it was like, it's an alien, it's like, you can't even prove that aliens are real. Like, no, I don't believe yeah. in it. 
Yeah, so that's that theory. And the last theory is that the Mothman is actually a prank gone overboard. This is probably going to be your favorite theory, Christy, um, which basically states that Mothman was actually a prank that went very, very, very far, like way too far. According to the All That's Interesting article, again, some believe that the Mothman was someone actually dressed up pretending to be a monster to scare locals. Whomever this prankster was, they allegedly hid around the previously mentioned abandoned military igloos to scare people going by, which ultimately sent panic like a tidal wave over Point Pleasant. As much as I want to believe that this could be an option, it doesn't really explain how folks saw Mothman quote-unquote flying or having the ability to go as fast as reports have claimed. Like, it doesn't make sense to me than the previous mentioned report from 1966 um, from November 15th with the two couples, right? Like that, how, how could somebody dressed up in a monster costume fly over a vehicle at, you know, over a hundred miles per hour chasing them, right? It, it just doesn't make sense. To, I mean, unless they're all in on it, but then that's kind of sad. No, you're trying to make, yeah, you're trying to make logic of it and say it's a joke, but there's things of it, like I do like the theory. There's things of it, I'm like, oh yes, Kay, that it could be something. But it's like, someone has to drive in a, or like someone has to dress up in a super large costume of sorts. So whatever's going on here. And yeah, do the flying and whatnot. Have yep. these like serious red eyes. And yep. sometimes witness testimony is not always accurate. But yes. like, you could say that they, they think they see what they see. So yeah, I mean, I get it, but I'm here for the weird. What can I say? I don't want to believe that it's necessarily just a prank gone wrong. And I want to believe that people can experience weird shit in this world. So for me, I don't know. I I, I get it. I just I just don't want to stand by it. That's all. I want to believe Alex in the wants to believe. <laughs> I want to believe in you, Mothman, but you're not making it easy for crying out loud. No, it's making it easy for me to, again, debunk this shit. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. But alas, it's time to summarize this week's weird distraction. So the Mothman has become a weird yet notable staple of Point Pleasant. In 1975, a book called The Mothman Prophecies was released by author John Keel, which led to the 2002 movie with the same name to be released. This evidently led to what only can be described as Mothmania for Point Pleasant, who seemingly embraced Mothman, potentially out of fear or realizing that this would bring in a lot of tourism. As mentioned, Mothman has their very own museum, but it doesn't stop there. A Mothman statue was displayed in the downtown core of Point Pleasant on September 13th of 2003, in which I'm going to use a direct quote from the Roadside America website to describe the statue in detail. So the completed sculpture is undoubtedly monstrous. Mothman looks like he could tear someone in two with upper and lower fangs, a hairy chest with six-pack abs, clawed hands and feet, and ghastly wings that rise 13 feet high. The creature has a braided mullet haircut and no visible reproductive organs. Mothman's red eyes, the size of footballs, which Charles described as beautiful, are mirrored inside so that they glow at night in reflected light or in day daylight with a camera flash, end quote. I will also add that the Mothman statue also depicts Mothman being thick in the back, aka it's got an ass that just won't quit. That is quite the description and I I, I don't know what to think about it. <laughs> I, it just, it gets better. I'm, I, it gets better. So, you know, there's a book out, there's a movie, there's a statue, there's a museum. What more could be added to this moth mania? If you're thinking a community festival, then you'd be absolutely correct. Since 2002, Mothman Festival has been taking place on the third weekend in September in Point Pleasant. And apparently takes place in the heart of Main Street, usually between the 200 to 500 blocks as per the festival's website. The festival is free to attend. However, there are some attractions that do have a fee associated to it. For those that want to learn more, please check out the festival's website, which will be in today's show notes, and mark your calendars for this year's festival, which will be taking place on September 17th to 18th, 2022. I find this weird. I don't know. <laughs> I'm kind of here for it. Like, why not, I don't know, profit, capitalize off of something that's absolutely terrifying i mean we do it all the time anyways we do right? like do people like try to dress up as mothman or what oh yeah mothmania baby the party <laughs> the party is all over and everybody is in it mothman so comic-con i don't know <laughs> basically that's basically what it is in my 
in my opinion, from what I saw online. And yes, I want to go. Christy, I think we should really consider looking into this and potentially making a trip to Point Pleasant for <laughs> Mothman Festival. What do you think? I think we have many places on our list we need to go. Maybe first. <laughs> okay, you know what? Fair, fair, fair. <laughs> So before wrapping up, finally, I did want to mention that it has appeared that Mothman sightings kind of are far and few between since the 1960s. However, according to the All That's Interesting article, in 2016, a man who reportedly just moved to Point Pleasant claimed to have spotted a mysterious creature jumping from tree to tree nearby his new home. This man allegedly told local reporters that he had no idea about the Mothman folklore prior to this incident. However, I'm sure after he found out, he probably associated the incident to the local lore. Whether Mothman is something out of this world, maybe an omen, or simply a cryptid we just don't know more about, one thing is for certain. Mothman will always leave the hearts of West Virginia and all over the world drawn to the light of its mystery. And that is this week's distraction, the Mothman. Well, that was something else, I must say. (laughs) I've been wanting to cover Mothman since we started this podcast, so I'm finally glad that I made it happen. And that you allowed for this conversation to go further <laughs> after I told you that we were talking about Mothman. So thanks. Well, then I'm only with Joyce, then I'll take it all. <laughs> so before I let you do your segment, Christy, I'm going to go over the resources for today's episode. So big old shout out to the Cryptid Wiki website, the Gettysburg Times article titled Monster Bird with Red Eyes May Be Crane, which came out on December 1st, 1966. Thank you to the Gazette article titled Find Mysterious Mothman, just a large white bird, which came out November 30th, 1966. Thank you to the All That's Interesting article for their work titled The True Story Behind the Legendary Mothman Said to Terrorize West Virginia. Thank you to the Mothman Sightings TV show via Discovery Plus. Thank you to all the Wikipedia pages that I access for today's episode, including Mothman, McClintic Wildlife Management Area, and Silver Bridge. Thank you to the 12W Boy website article by Shayla Clark titled The Legend of Mothman. Thank you to Marion Webster for its definition of omen. Thank you to the 1428 Elm website published by Aaron Posse titled 50 Years Later, Point Pleasant, Silver Bridge Collapse, and The Mothman. Thank you to the Roadside America website for its information on the Mothman statue. I absolutely will never forget it. And yes, we will be posting pictures on our social medias of the Mothman statue. Uh, Thank you to the Mothman Festival website. It will be in today's show notes. So go check it out. Mark your calendars. Get ready for it. It's going to be a blast. I'm already excited. I don't think I'm going to go, but I really want to. So if you do go, let us know. Or if you've been, let us know. And last but absolutely not least, thank you to the Demonpedia wiki page for its coverage on Pazuzu. Now, Chris, I heard a little rumor that you have some information that you want to share with our listeners today. So could you like clarify if that's true or not? Like totally. I can do that. Also, okay. people, please do let Alex know about this moth thing so that if we can like, is it a good thing or like, is it a skip an event? Because we want to know the deets. But I say thank you to Anna Luisa for partnering with us as today's sponsor. Don't forget to go to shop.annaluisa.com slash weird distractions to make mom's day and treat her with some new jewelry pieces with Anna Luisa's buy one, get one 40% off sale. One piece for her, one piece for you, or two for me, whatever you decide. But that's Anna Luisa, so A-N-A-L-U-I-S-A. And don't forget to use a link in today's show notes so that we sent to you. Yeah, so they know that Weird Distractions sent you and so you can get your shop on because Mother's Day is coming in May. And before you know it, it's gonna be May. So get to it. <laughs> yes, and they have some super cute pieces. I'm sure you've oh. seen me and Alex, this will come out later, but we've been promoting and posting and oh, they're gorgeous. Yes, the earrings are super comfortable. I'm not very much a necklace person, but I did get a necklace from Anna Luisa and I love it. So, you know, yes, they're sponsoring our episode for today, but you should really just go check them out regardless of that. Even if you didn't like today's episode, go check them out. Yes, and if you did enjoy today's Weird Distraction episode, I want you guys to consider telling your friends, your family, your coworkers, or just anybody that's willing to listen to you and tell them that they can find us 
on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Good Pods, Podchaser, and many more. If you guys are listening on Apple Podcasts or Good Pods, please consider leaving a rating or a review. On Spotify, you can just leave a five-star rating as well, but this helps us get more attention, kind of gets our self-needs out to our more weird friends that can join the little family. And another way to support our show for free and to make sure you guys don't miss any updates or any other thing that's going on is our social media platforms. We are on Instagram, we're Twitter. Our handle for Twitter is at RadioStractI1, Facebook, and also on TikTok with Alex's lovely videos that she makes. If you're wanting some more weird distractions and you want to support the show kind of more on a financially front, you should consider going over to our two tiers on Patreon. Both tiers are currently get early access. You get some ad-free episodes. You get monthly bonus episodes and you can find out more at patreon.com slash distractions podcast. And right now we're going to shout out our Patreon members. Currently we have Tom, Bailey, Angela, John, Lynn, Alicia, Cheryl, Shadow, Sissy, and Courtney. We love you so very much. Thank you for supporting us over on Patreon. You're the best. Don't ever change. Yes, Alex is lovely singing. You can financially support and still get something for yourself over on our merch page of Redbubble. You can find our designs, Basically, on any sweater, any object, you want a coffee cup, you want some stickers, all that kind of stuff is on there. Just head over to Redbubble's website and look up Weird Distractions Podcast. Other than that, you can also make a one-time donation over on Buy Me a Coffee, which you can find the link again in our social media bios. Lastly, after all that information, we always want to hear from our listeners. So if you have a story, just send it over to our email at weirddistractionspodcast at outlook.com and we'll make sure that you use your information if you would like to and use a name or not use a name, whatever you decide. Yes, and I just want to put a call out. I want to hear stories from West Virginia because I feel as though I haven't really heard of many in a long time. So can you send us some West Virginia stories for (laughs) our West Virginia (laughs) listeners? I want to hear weird shit from your state. I don't know why, but send it our way. And as always, if you need a distraction, we got you. Bye. I'm Edward October, and I'm here at the October Pod Ranch in the Great Smoky Mountains. Almost every night here, there's a ghost story party around the campfire. In my family, we believe that scary stories are best told around a roaring fire with a bottle of wine. That's why bold individualists everywhere choose October Pod for their retro horror thrills. Our stories are so good because they're told with such care, understated, moody, and above all, chilling. Why don't you join us for retro horror of impeccable taste? Choose Octoberpod. Find us on YouTube or at OctoberpodVHS.com. Octoberpod. Retro horror for bold individualists. <laughs>